0: Welcome to the Unstoppable Coach Podcast. I'm Millette Jones, and if you want to start or grow a thriving coaching business, this is the place to be. Join me every Monday for inspiration and action when I interview top coaches and expert entrepreneurs who share strategies and secrets for building a successful business. Are you ready to be unstoppable? Let's go. Welcome to the Unstoppable Coach Podcast, where inspiration and action come together. Today, we're speaking with Jennifer Aruzio. She's the founder of Soul Language and a master intuitive who uses her intuitive skills to help raise consciousness. She's the author of two books available on Amazon, Soul Language, Consciously Connecting Your Soul to Success, and A Little Book of Prayers. Soul language is a paradigm to put tangibility to soul. She specializes in helping people connect to themselves, to each other, and to the divine. And to the and to the divine. And to the divine. This new insight into how the soul expresses itself is being embraced by top healers, lifestyle coaches, and CEOs as a method for helping people recognize their purpose and live from a place of power and truth. Jen, I want to thank you so much for joining me today. Well, it's an honor and I want to thank you. Well, before we jump into more about you and your business, I was hoping that you could tell us a little bit about you, maybe some of the things you like to do when you're not busy working.
1: What do I like to do when I'm not working? Um, You know, I, I really, I love to work. And so I I spend a good time working, and when I'm not working and when I'm not being of service, you know, I love to read. I love to travel. I love to cook. I'm a great baker. Um, I love to hang out with friends. In that couple week, you know, last weekend I went to two movies. And you know, my secret pleasures or my you know guilty pleasures are you know the Real Housewives. Anything but Dallas. And, I, you know, I love video games. So those are little um, kind of insights to the mind of Jen. (laughs) Cool. Well, what's
0: your favorite video game?
1: Oh, my God. I love any video game where I have to serve people stuff. Anything from Diner Dash to, you know, this bakery game, which is so funny that I love to play that. But I love games where you make food and you have to serve it. (laughs) Well, that sounds really fun. It is. It's really interesting because in playing some of those games, I'm like, wow, I know a lot of stuff. Wow, I am smart, you know, and it gives gives me a whole deeper sense of self-worth. Not that I'm using that to claim my self-worth, but growing up, I never thought I was smart. And it's a real awareness. Wow, I, I do have some knowledge. It's a deeper sense of that little gen in me going, oh, no, we've got this. Hmm.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I, I think it's always good to be able to give ourselves that little pat on the back when the opportunity comes around. And, and speaking to that, I think that it's really cool that when I asked you, you know, what are the things that you like, you totally claimed that you're a great baker. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. We had um, friends
1: over on Saturday and I baked a apple tart. And when they left, I'm like, Wow, they really like that tart. And one of my boyfriend's like, "Yeah, there's like, they ate like three fourths of the pie, and there was only four of us." I'm like they, <laughs> you know. So, and it's just there's there's something really beautiful about offering some
0: somebody something that you created with your hands and the enjoyment uh, on their face. It really just seems like everyone has some sort of a creative outlet, even if it's kind of wrapped up in the things that they do for a living. So speaking of business, let's talk a little bit about your business. So tell us a little bit about what it is that you do and how it is that you help people.
1: I put soul in the soul of the business, not to put anybody in a box, but to really put words to what they know deep down inside so they can create a better connection with that. And so then they can operate with themselves and in their business with consciousness and when you're doing that you're in the flow you receive more you're less stressed you know my favorite client like how'd you find me is you're gonna think I'm crazy I'm like no just tell me they're like God, and I'm like I love that like you know so when we have those words to put to our essential nature whatever you call that it allows you to step into a, a deeper sense of safety and confidence and self-worth. And it allows you also to put a a deeper sense of clarity about how you serve in your coaching business. So by having that tangibility to the soul and the soul of the business, you have a deeper sense and acceptance of that life purpose and how you serve. And then the delivery systems come a lot easier. Hmm.
0: Yeah, that's really interesting. So Let's talk a little bit about something you just said. You said the soul of our business. So what does that mean exactly?
1: You call in an energy of a business. We call that soul. It has energy that we can define. First to do something bigger, first for yourself and then for others. So I'm going to say that again. You call in a soul of a business, an energy of the business, do something first for yourself and then for others. And when we, most people who are coaches and and, uh, spiritual entrepreneurs and, and entrepreneurs think that they are their business, they're not. It has its own energy. It has its own agenda. It's here to support you at every moment. But when you understand that purpose of that business, it really makes your life a lot easier. So it has some definition. It has some essential nature that we can define. And each one of us has the energies of soul And so does your business. And we call those languages. So you speak one language in three different categories, your purpose, how you feel that purpose, and then your soulful personality, how your soul prefers to go through life. So, you know, my business soul is drastically different than my personal soul. My business energy is still, it's more loving. And, you know, my personal soul is action warrior. Come on, let's get it done. And um, several years ago, I was ranting and raving to my business energy, like, where are my clients? Blah, blah, blah. Why am I not getting what I want? And the business energy said, Jen, go to the beach. And I was like, oh, no, no. I got things to create and people to call and blogs to write and videos. No, 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 I can't. And the business energy went, go. I was like, fine. You know, do resistance really good. I do it quickly, but it's it's kind of interesting to watch because I can crash cars. It's great. I was like, fine. And I packed up my beach bag and I went to the beach and I was like, oh my God, this is so great. And when I came home, there was three new clients that I never heard of before in my inbox. So often we are thinking our way through business and we're not really in the energetic flow of the business. Our job is to focus that energy in a constructive, compassionate, knowing and loving way so that becomes tangible in reality and most people think that they're supposed to do their business and you know there's so many great resources out there and there's so many bad resources out there right and so it gives people the opportunity to really to tune in and understand what resonates mind body and spirit with them and that energy of their business and when it does it tends to unfold smoothly It tends to create prosperity. It tends to, you know, find its audience wherever it goes. And I think so often coaches want to be of service in such a big way that they forget that the service agreement starts and ends with them. So understanding that soul of your business and, and your personal soul allows you to be more conscious about how you conduct your business. Because I have no problem. Believing that every coach out there, when they step in with their client, that they're in the flow for that client. It's when they step off that session where things turn kind of crazy. Because when they're of service of someone, they're totally in that being of service, right? They're totally in that flow. And when they step off, all of their own fears come come to face rather than a p- platform of wholeness and completeness.
0: Hmm. So how do people get beyond that fear? Fear
1: is always going to come up. It's about what you want to do with that fear. So here's a tangible tip tip for everyone. So I want you to think about something that you're afraid of. I always say when clients go, well, I'm afraid, I go, of what? My clients are not allowed to say they're afraid. And when all else fails, what we are afraid of is not being safe. That's what we're always, you know, when it all comes down to that big thing. So I want everyone to kind of think about something that they're afraid of. And then I want them to tune into their heart. We're going to tune into that heart-soul connection. And I want you to ask your soul, ask your heart to tell you vividly and clearly in a way that's vividly and clear for you, fear is an illusion, even if all evidence is telling you otherwise, why it's just an illusion. Then I want you to tune into your heart and I want you to ask your soul, what is your greatest gift. And one of the things that I always activate is courage. That's my big greatest gift. And so
0: did you get an answer what you get to activate? Oh, I don't know if I really did, actually. But you know, one thing that kind of came up is that I've always been the type of person that is a lot more in my head. So maybe that's something there. And it's really a lot harder for me to get out of my head and get out of that process of continuously dissecting and thinking than maybe it is for some other people. Beautiful. So what you get to activate is your heart. Okay. So
1: whenever time you're in fear, you just get to activate your heart and it looks like this. And I'm going to use some words that people might not understand or know. You're just going to get on the bus with me because your body will put you in that level of consciousness if you allow it, even if you've never felt it before. So here goes. And for you, you're going to replace, I'm going to use courage and whatever the audience heard, they're going to fill in their own word. So it looks like this divine intelligence, fill my body with a feeling and knowing of divine courage, divine intelligence activate the courage within my body. And in doing so, I am set free. And if you heard me, I took a big old sigh. I didn't even know that there was some resistance or tension in my body. And whenever fear comes up, that is a tangible tool to move into the consciousness of knowing that you're safe, whole, and complete. And then you can make a decision from that place rather than fear. Because how many clients has, have we taken on out of a place of fear? Right. Right? And anytime we do, that client's always a disaster. Right? <laughs> it's always like, oh, my God, this is, this is horrible. So if you were to activate that consciousness of being safe or, your you know, that great superpower, which for me is courage, for you, it's actually coming down in your heart. And if you had to keep activating that 100 times a day, you activate it 100 times a day until you you build up your new set point and then you're going to want to expand again and you're going to notice fear comes up fear i think there's there's so much that we want to kind of eradicate fear and it, it's kind of pointless to eradicate fear and so you know fear is that opportunity of going deeper in your connection Understanding that you're more whole and complete. And most people don't see it that way. They see it as a stop sign or I need to eradicate this so I feel safe so um, I can get what I want. It's it's actually an opportunity for you to receive. You just have to make the choice.
0: So I think a lot of people really look at that as sort of like this mindset issue. But if I'm understanding you, you're saying that, that it's not really that at all. It. Now, it's all tied together. Right? Okay. So you you get to change your beliefs,
1: right? Mm-hmm. You get to use your a little M, right? The little mind for something bigger. So there's a mindset change. But if you've been in a state of fear about the same kind of pattern and issue, it is now cellular memory. And so by activating it in your body and by working with your soul, you're not only rewiring, you're actually clearing your cellular memory. I'll give you a perfect example. When I was in my 20s, I had this huge heartbreak. And at the same time of the huge heartbreak, my refrigerator stopped working. So I would wake up for years in the middle of the night and wait for the refrigerator to come on. And I would spend that time before it came on dying like I can't breathe if the refrigerator doesn't come on all this bad stuff is going to happen like it was a thing because the dying of the refrigerator was tied to my major heartbreak and so if the refrigerator was on I was safe okay that makes sense yeah right but not a good place to live no right so I went okay this is not working for me so I started Every time I would wake up in the, the night, I would activate safety. Divine intelligence, I am full of safety. I am full of safety whether the refrigerator goes on or not. I am full of safety, and I would list all these things. And then I would go, divine intelligence, I'm loved and supported in ways that are seen and unseen. So this went on, and I would wake up less, and I would care less about the refrigerator. And then one day, I was sitting at my desk, and I was like... Huh, I think I'm going to need, like, I can feel, I think I'm going to need a new refrigerator. And there's no fear in me about it, right? This is what happens to people. We are very complicated organisms. So there's just not one way to switch off a pattern. And it's a big theme of pattern, which some of the big themes of pattern are not enough, not enough time, not enough money, not worthy, not enough, Big theme for people. Big theme for people is trust. A big theme of people is not feeling safe. If it's, this is a big theme of fear, it's going to come up in different ways because as the consciousness grows, so does that structure of ego that keeps you safe. So you get sneakier about how you heal your patterns. Right. And this is a growing, this is how, if you want to be the best coach out there, This is allowing you to keep building your consciousness and expanding your consciousness because as you expand your consciousness, clients come in that are more engaging for you.
0: So is the idea of being able to get into that energetic flow of your business, is that then sort of tied into the concept of being able to attract an ideal client?
1: Um, I love the ideal client conversation.
0: Because my ideal client, they're not going to do it like anyone else does it.
1: And so often, they don't think about the energy of the client. They think about all of the characteristics of a client. And so when we tune into the business, we can go, okay, so I always call it, and you guys can all do this now, I always call it the lineup. I always do the lineup. Take the, your favorite clients, the clients that you love, that make your heart sing, and just strip them down energetically. What do they all have energetically in common? Where do they start? You know, what were they energetically like when they first came to you? And what were they energetically like as they were leaving? What did they care about? What fueled them? What was their big theme of discontent? And that's how you identify your client. And then I would talk to the business and go, okay, business, do you want to add to this? So I know from my business three core energies of soul, soul language, right? The business is counselor. That's a mission to counsel on one subject. Heart consciousness, which is about expanding the heart. And collaborator, which is obviously to collaborate, top line. So I know that all my people are going to want counsel and guidance on collaborating with heart and soul. So my client base, my community, they want to be connected to soul in a bigger way. They want a deeper collaboration. So I can use all those words in marketing without having to think about it much because I've already had conversations with my business and my community by that energetic lineup.
0: So the three things that you just named off, is that more along the lines of what your business purpose is or is this your personal purpose? My
1: personal soul is much different. My personal soul, my mission here is as an equalizer. It's about creating perfect balance, first for myself because it all starts at home, and then for someone else. How I feel that, that second soul language is called teacher of integrity. So I can just naturally know by talking to somebody, looking at them, where they're out of the consciousness of love and how to get back in. When you are out of the consciousness and you're in struggle, even if it's just a tiny bit, you're still in struggle. And then my
0: soulful personality is graceful warrior. So it seems like there's really a lot that goes into this, a lot that you have to get clear on, really a lot of things that have to work together in order for someone to grow their business this way. Yeah, exactly. And here's the thing. If you put a little consciousness in it, it
1: becomes ease and grace, right? Because your business energy doesn't have free will. It's pure consciousness. So it's operating on what you're putting into it. So if you keep putting struggle in it, if you keep putting feelings of unworthiness, if you keep putting, I can help everybody but myself, then the business is going to act like that.
0: So let's talk a little bit about getting control. Or is that even a possibility here? Uh, You get focused. You know, control is one of those, those words that is,
1: has a double-edged sword, right? You want focus and you want clarity. You want to notice where you're utilizing all of your soul power and all of your universal goodness to create. And so I love to do the penny game with people. So you have 100 pennies, right? That's, that's the energy that you have to create the world you want and the business you want. Every time you think about the past, every time you try to replay some past pain, right, you're utilizing pennies. Every time you're worried or concerned uh, or angsting over the future, you're using pennies. I have clients go, okay, so put your pennies in your, you know, past or future and tell me how many pennies you have left during the day to create. And they're like, I have three. And so that's not a lot of energy or focus to create right? So when you have this, when you are consciously connecting, when you're collaborating with your business, you've got a lot of pennies and so you're still going to, you know, step into future, but you're in present time more and time's an illusion. We've graded it, but that's
0: where the miracle happens right here, right now. So with the pennies, you want to look at what things in your past are still holding your attention. Yeah. And then what things in the future or what worries or concerns for the future are also holding your attention? And then you have to realize that when those things are vying for our attention, we're not putting the focus on the present. So if we realize that there is a lot going on that's keeping us from focusing on the present, what is it that people need to do? You if we look at, and I love this game by
1: the way, I play it a couple times a year. Like you want to look at all of those things that are taking your focus away, um, make a daisy chain out of it. So put them on little pieces of paper, and make a little chain, and then wear that chain around the house for an hour, and you'll notice all of the stuff that you can't do because you're wrapped up in this daisy chain. Right? So you want to take the charge out of those you want it to be neutral so you want that past pain and we'll go with my heartbreak right that major heartbreak which actually took me years to heal it was but i knew that i was okay so that's taking a little focus that's okay i'm going to use all my pennies over here that i have so you want to look at that and you want to go okay There's a couple of ways to release that, is when you accept, and for people that don't know what non-acceptance looks like, it looks like this. You're in London, you have a map of London, you're standing in front of Big Ben, you're going to go into the tube station, and you're insisting you're in Paris.
0: (laughs) Okay. You're
1: never going to get to Paris unless you know where you are. So this non-acceptance, you know, is is creating that attachment or that charge around a situation.
0: So what about just compartmentalizing? I mean, I've heard a lot of people say, you know, just don't focus on it. Just put it in a box, come back to it at another time. Don't let it take over the rest of your life. You know, just compartmentalize it. What are your thoughts on that idea? Do do people really say that? (laughs) Absolutely. Well, no,
1: you're thinking about it whether you know it or not. No, it, it, will, it always surfaces and come out. And that's why people feel postal because they and stuffing and stuffing. And, and if you're not addressing the pain, then the, the amount that you feel joy is also being impacted. You can't have a song with only high notes or low notes. It sounds crappy. And I'm not saying that you have to understand every situation that you've ever been in and, you know, understand the why of everything. You don't. Sometimes you just go, I don't know how to solve this. I don't know how to release this pain, but I have a willingness. And then stuff will just not, because you have a willingness, something will just naturally happen. I remember going, "I I don't know how to heal. Again, the heartbreak. I don't know how to heal that heartbreak at all. But I have a willingness and I was sitting on my couch one day and it was around my birthday and and it was a heartbreak around a man and I remember going, seeing that example that time around my birthday with him and all of the gifts that he got me and they were chosen with care and with such an understanding of who I was and oh my God, he did love me in a way that he was capable of. And I remember going like a wave just falling over me and going, wow, I, I can let go of the fact that I thought I, he didn't love me because there's there's an experience there for me. So sometimes just having a willingness about how to release something would start those wheels in motion. And then sometimes you actually have to know the cause or the why. One of the things that I love to do with clients is is to – you know, sit down and imagine that they're knee-to-knee, eye-to-eye with their very small child and go, okay, what do you need? What do you need out of this situation so you can stop ruling the show on this and we can focus on what we want over here? You tell me. And providing that child with that, you know, whether it's, I just, I need love looking at you in the mirror every day and saying, I love you. As growing up and kind of doing all this, I would roll my eyes, oh, the woo-woo. And then amazing stuff started happening. And I was like, oh my God, this this works. Consciousness doesn't have to take 24 hours a day. I spend anywhere from 15 minutes to five minutes, right? But And then throughout the day, I keep checking in and and seeing where my consciousness and coming back to it the thing is is you spend just a little time connecting to yourself and your higher self it will set up a reminder of how infinite and full of possibilities and how you're the creator of your own universe and it will allow you to do more and, and be more of your true essential nature
0: So I'd like to get your opinion on another theme that's sort of been coming up for me in a lot of conversations recently, and that's the idea of the Business persona versus your true nature. And people really telling me about the idea that, you know, maybe they came into business with some preconceived notions about how a person should act when they're in business, how they should present themselves. And it just wasn't them. It just wasn't working. And they struggled with their business. But then as they began to embrace their true nature and as they began to present that true nature out into the world, their business started to succeed. So what do you think about that? My opinion is, of
1: course, you know, um, whether individuals are consciousness or not, they see and understand more than they might actually know about. So if if someone is being false or trying to fit in, we'll come across whether the client knows this or, or not, as well, there's something not right there. There's something off there. You know, there's something not going, and so the business falls flat. Here's my example. You know, when I was in corporate America, that graceful warrior, that personal how my soul prefers to go through life, my soul language, graceful warrior, you know, I would go, can you pass the pen? And everyone would be like, why are you so? agitated and you know why are you so warrior like and I'd be like really I just asked for a pen and the moment that I fully accepted that I, rem- I can tell you the exact moment I went oh my god I've accepted it I was sitting outside help's guy was like can I you know sit here I was like sure and we started talking I was like well I have warrior nature and he's like oh my god that's so cool and I went yes right because I've accepted it if you're not in acceptance of your true nature how do you expect anyone to accept it? Accept you, want to collaborate with you, want to be intimate, especially coaches, right? This is about intimacy. If you're not allowing yourself the, the vulnerability to be who you are, how do you expect anyone to share their vulnerability?
0: So I guess that answers your question, right? Yeah, the whole idea of showing up in business as we're supposed to be, that really just doesn't exist. We really have to look at it as I need to show up as myself and that's going to be good enough. If we try to show up as something that we think we're supposed to be, that's not being who we really are. You know, most individuals who set up a
1: coaching practice are already coloring lines. Mm-hmm right and so that allows you to go okay and the world of business is changing you know it growing up in corporate America they'd be like business is impersonal and I'd be like why All the people who say business is impersonal are the people who make it personal. And it really annoyed me. I think that when you're creating your own business, especially when you're creating your own business, you get to create the rules of who you are and what that business is. And I think knowing the soul language supports that because there's a section that says if your business is a blah, 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 then, for example, you know, you need to make sure how you communicate your mission. You get to make sure, you know, that you have boundaries, like really specific things for that business to support that person's essential nature. You know, it's it's a world that's ever changing. And I think that we all grow up and especially the business world in corporate America is just an extension of our family. And so, you know, any kind of um, misalignments that are in our family are going to show up in corporate life. Mm. And so, you know, everyone's stuff hits the fan. Right. And... You know, I think my number one rule of business, what do I get to do and be to be more conscious? If I believe I'm whole and complete, then I have to treat everyone like they're whole and complete. And some days I'm really good at it, some days I'm not. That's okay, right? Mm -hmm. So if you have a coaching practice, set up the rules of how you want to do that coaching practice, and you will find a community. You know, when I say spiritual renegades, even if people don't, like, have a concept of what that means – I can tell you a lot of people just go, oh, my God, that's me. I don't know what that is, but I feel it. And, you know, business is, is done by feeling. Business, all interaction, human interaction. It, you know, people aren't buying your product because they want their product. They're buying that feeling of who you are and what that product or service can offer them. Mm-hmm. And you might as well bring out your best self so they get to see you and, uh, and know who you are and go, yeah. I want to be associated with that feeling or that person.
0: So let's talk a little bit about achieving that balance. That balance between being a business person, being in business, and really being able to achieve that soul connection. Uh, Marketing is such a, you know, I spent 17 years
1: in marketing and PR, and, um, you know, it took me a while to heal the marketing, like, I would twitch, and I realized I was, you know, talking to clients about their marketing. You know, I do a whole thing called secret sauce, understanding your secret sauce. I think the the balance comes this way. If you know your purpose, my purpose is to alleviate suffering through connection, right? Mm -hmm. I never, ever have to say that in my marketing. Right, but in alignment with my marketing mind, body, and spirit. And so often, when people take marketing classes, especially sales pages, you know, they're like, "This sales page has to have this. And it has to be three miles long, and you have to do this, and you have to." And I'm like, "I don't read that. I'm never going to read that." And how do you like to get your information? Because that's the way you get to provide it. What attracts you in marketing? What is the model that makes your heart sing? And even if someone knows that their sacred purpose feels really woo-woo, there's always a way to put it into marketing speak that resonates with you, mind, body, and spirit. The truest thing that you can do, look at your copy and say, yes, I resonate with mind, body and spirit because that will sing to people. And Really understanding what your core message is, where people are when they come first into you and where they leave and where they want or, you know, after they leave, like where, you know, what has been accomplished. I think most people try to describe in marketing, you know, how I'm doing it. I've got all these gifts and talents and I don't know how, right? Right. Those gifts and talents are delivery systems. Focus on the why and then add in the delivery system. Soul language is a great delivery system, but I'd be doing my sacred purpose if I never identified another person's soul language, and I'd be doing my sacred purpose as a bartender. Sucky delivery system for me, but I would be doing it as a bartender, and that's because I know my purpose, and so I can describe that purpose and create anything based on that purpose. Here's a perfect example. So I was part of this event and you know, you don't get the copy for the event until you got to promote it. And I was like, oh, I really wish I had this copy beforehand because the verbiage was so conditional that I changed a lot of it, right? Mm-hmm. If you use your own copy and you could start to shiver inside because someone told you to write it that way, it might not be the best way to market for you.
0: I really love that idea of tapping into what feels right for you. And I know that you speak on this some. So let's talk a little bit about the idea of creating your own rules for success. Um, Success to me means a result. That's what it first meant, right? So
1: if I get results every day, I'm like, yes, right? And also define it. No one is in business because of this, right? They're in business for something bigger, right? I'm in business to be of service and I'm in business because I like to be free. And so that giving, receiving, I provide the client with service, they give me money, that allows freedom in me. So I know that success to me is results in freedom. I think creating your own rules of success is, is actually under, and this is a very simple thing, please hear this, creating boundaries and keeping boundaries, right? If you say you're only working nine to five, no matter what, Don't be flexible in the boundary because once you start to move one boundary, you'll move others, right? Again, keep your working hours in something that fits with your lifestyle. I think another rule of success is, is actually putting some really understanding of what you want the business to be, meaning I think a lot of people do this, like I want 16 clients And that's going to make me feel blah, 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 or be sustainable. I don't do it that way. I say, okay, this is what I want to receive in income this month. This or something better. We do internally and externally to achieve that. Meaning internally, what do I get to accept or let go or hand over or allow? And externally, what tasks do I have to do to achieve that? Another rule of success is really understanding what businesses, what cultures Do you resonate with? I love my Renegades group one and I love it because of, because the wisdom and the information that goes on in that group is juicy. So I know that in my roles of success that my client base is very exciting to me. Like, I don't want to be bored. I want to be excited. That's a rule for success for me. So I don't take on anything that I think is going to be boring. Another thing that coaches don't do is that they don't have a tell, which is in poker when you're kind of bluffing mm-hmm. um, about working with clients that are suitable or non-suitable. I would in my In my beginning of my practice, I would attract crazy, (laughs) okay? Crazy is not fun to work with. Right. And so I'd be like, okay, I kind of need a tell that helps me determine very quickly if this client is for me or not. And so, uh, and you guys can use mine, but you you could come up with your own. I use the peanuts characters. Mm -hmm. So when I'm talking to someone, I go, okay, divine, universe, tree, Bob, whatever you call it, soul soul of my business. What peanut character is this individual? I know that I love to work with Linus's and Sally's. I already know that Lucy's going to be trouble because she's always taking that football out. (laughs) Right. Right. I don't work with Charlie Brown's because we all know Charlie Brown is always a victim, and I don't do that. The Woodstock character I know is my signal for whatever reason, no judgment, they're not for me. But then I don't take it to the next step. And I think so often people don't understand that you're choosing your clients. You know, I just read on Facebook, a friend of mine turned down a half a million dollar event. And I was so happy for her, because she realized that even though it was half a million dollars, that that event wasn't suited for her. So by saying no to something, you're actually be very clear with the universal goo to invite something bigger and better into your existence.
0: Yeah, I can see how that would be really hard unless you were really tuned into what it is that you're trying to create in your business and really who you are as a person,
1: and we all have those horror stories that we say yes to something. And even in the back of our mind, we knew it wasn't right. Mm-hmm. That then we go, oh, we shouldn't have said, would have right? Right. You know, and I think that one of the keys to success is really understanding your pricing, understanding how you feel internally about it. And then for service-based businesses, I was like, take that pricing, and add a hundred dollars onto it okay. because service industries always under budget themselves hmm. always. And so when I was in PR, I was the money girl part of, the, you know, the unit. And I, my best friend, Aaron was, she owned the company and Aaron's like a former producer of Barbara Walters in the view. And she, if you don't know Aaron Saxton, you should, cause she rocks. And, We would go into a meeting, and I would say this huge figure, and the rule was, you don't talk about it until we're in the elevator, and we got into the elevator once, and she's like, oh my God, they just... Signed a contract for blah 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 money. How, how did you do that? I was like, you're worth it, and that changes the game for especially for people who come from different areas of like, of what of walks of life when they actually have to claim their own worth. Mm-hmm. So they're always going to under budget, right? And for people who are working on another rule of success is when people are working on coaching and they're also doing that, the implementation or tasks of, of what they're coaching about right. is that. You do, you employ the Scotty method from Star Trek, which is Scotty says, Oh, Captain, it's going to take two hours, right? He always buffers the time.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And it comes in at an hour and 45 minutes. But it's really key that you always give yourself enough time and a little more because in those circumstances, you don't. No, all of the steps come up for the client that you might have to work through to get to that task.
0: Mm, okay. So those are a couple of rules of success for me. Now, what I would love to know next, Jen, is what's on the horizon for you? What is in store for your business in the future? Oh, I love that that question and I despise it all at the same time. <laughs> um so
1: a couple of things. We just released a special online program, and I say we because it's me and Jennifer Bloom, called um, Coming Back from When Money Buret, because it's hard to actually have a sustainable relationship with money after heartbreak with money. And that could be from a broken contract to bankruptcy to a failed collaboration to your husband losing or your wife losing their job, right? Mm-hmm all little heartbreaks and that keeps you in lack so that's an online program which is just so amazing um i'm writing a new um a little book of prayers too and actually utilizing not just my prayers but the prayer structure and then utilizing prayers from the community um about how to be a master prayer writer which is just really a master manifester those are a couple things that are in the works.
0: Very cool. So Jennifer, this has been so good. I would love it if we could finish up with the final five rapid fire questions. Bring them. What is one habit or skill that's helped you become unstoppable? Distancing. What's one quality that you feel every successful coach should spend time developing? Compassion. Recommend one book that's had a big impact either on your business or on your life. I can tell you the current book I'm reading,
1: which is Creative Ideas, A Spiritual Compass for Personal Expression by Ernest Holmes.
0: Give us one online resource that you think coaches would love to use in their business and that you couldn't do business without. Um, I'm an ex uh, net, which is uh, lots of
1: videos and lots of information and tons of coaching tools, which um,
0: if you're just starting – I would recommend highly. And finally, tell us how the listeners can best connect with you. Give us a website or a social media platform that you're on.
1: Sure. The website is Soul Language US. I'm on Facebook under my own name or Soul Language. Um, you can also look up the group Spiritual Renegade um, and join that. There's like 300 amazing coaches and spiritual entrepreneurs in there. And on Twitter, I'm Soul Language.
0: Okay, perfect. Well, I will get all of those links and all of the recommendations onto the show notes page. Jen, I want to thank you again so much for joining me today. This has been an amazing conversation. Thank you. It's been an honor and a pleasure and I I enjoyed it. Thanks for joining us on this episode of the Unstoppable Coach Podcast. Be sure to join me next Monday for another inspiring interview. But wait, before you go, I've got a question for you. Are you ready to take action on all the great strategies today's guest shared, but you're not quite sure where to start? I've got you covered with my new action episodes, where I break down how you can implement all their best tips and tricks. Get immediate access to this exclusive free content when you become part of the Unstoppable Coach community. Simply go to unstoppablecoach.co to join or text coach to 345-345.